So I tr was trying to record this and as soon as I hit record, a helicopter flew over and I kind of live by like a small airport. I don't like live super close, but I think I'm in their flight path. And just depending on like the day and the time, I think a lot of people who have, you know, private planes and helicopters uh, like to fly. <laughs> right when I am recording like don't they know that I am recording a podcast and they need to take a different route um well they're not actually flying in they're flying out when they're flying over my apartment they're flying out of the um versus incoming I don't really know how planes work anyway <laughs> well welcome back to another episode of let's get into it I'm Brie. If you're new here, thank you so much for listening and like tuning in and like tuning in. Um, I don't have a title for today's podcast episode. I don't have an outline for today's podcast episode. And I'm thinking that is just how it's going to be because the last few episodes that I've put out, I haven't really had any notes. I've just been a chatty Kathy and I actually am getting the most downloads on those episodes and also the most DMs and emails from you guys, which you can find me on Instagram at livingbreely or shoot me an email to info at livingbreely.com. And yeah, you can tell me what your thoughts are about the episode. I'm working on figuring out a community space. I don't know if it's going to be in a Facebook group. I'm not really a big Facebook fan. <laughs> I don't like to spend my time on there. So the idea of putting together a community on Facebook would mean that I'd have to spend more time on there. And that is a commitment that I'm not sure I'm ready to make yet. Uh, there's another platform that I'm looking at right now. But yeah, I definitely want to kind of put together a space somehow where like everyone can be connected because over the last two years that I've been doing this podcast, I have gotten to meet so many of the listeners and like actually become friends with some of them some of you guys and that is like my favorite part and then I'm like talking to one person I'm like oh my gosh so and so should meet this person and this person should meet so and so and they could like collaborate and do things and I would like to be a vessel of connections for you guys that is my service that is my purpose is to be a connector in some way um so yeah, if you guys have any suggestions, like I said, reach out to me on Instagram at livingbreely or send me an, an email. I'm currently off of social media right now, but I will be coming back next week, I think. I'll be downloading the app again, and I'm not really sure what my time and usage of social media is going to be like. I still haven't figured it out and I don't think I'm going to figure out figure it out until I start doing. Like, have you guys ever experienced that where you're like, I don't know how this is going to work, but then you just start and you just kind of figure it out as you go. That's how I feel about social media right now. I obviously know how to use it, but I don't know like the amount of time that I was spending on it was just not healthy. I realized a huge increase in just, I don't want to say productivity, but that's like the word that's coming to mind. Um, 
I wouldn't even say productivity because I don't think I have been more productive than usual, but I guess I feel more focused. I definitely feel more um, committed and just making progress on some of the goals and things that I wanted to create this year that I just, you know, since the whole world, you know, collapsed and everything shut down, um, I have been in my apartment a lot more than usual. And I honestly, like looking back, even though it's only been five-ish, six-ish months, like the first couple of months were good. And I feel like I hit a really, really low point. And I feel like I'm on the uphill of that low point right now. And I'm cruising along. I've had some good days and some bad days, but I definitely am feeling like I'm getting back into that momentum of where I was post-world shutdown. (laughs) Um, And I'm really, really grateful to have the podcast and to have the business that I do. Um, It's so funny because my grandma was texting me the other day and um, you know, I think my grandparents, like, I don't know how to explain to them what I do. Like, I literally tell them I have a radio show because, like, podcasting, they don't really know, like, what that is. And the way that I explain what I do in a very simple way is that I teach people to do things on the internet and they pay me money. And that kind of sounds like, not that great. (laughs) So my grandma texted me and she was like, how is your business doing? Um, You know, I'm worried about you and like with, with everything going on. And I, you know, had to tell her like, you know, actually business things are doing really well because everything is online. So I never had like a brick and mortar store or like I didn't have to worry about things being open or closed, obviously, like, I'm still very compassionate and understanding of the hard times that are falling on people who are small business owners, but I actually really enjoy my job more so, probably more than ever now, because being able to help small businesses and, like, mom and pop businesses that maybe never really thought that they needed an online presence, like, I get to help them now, and so kind of explaining that to her was, was a moment for me. So I do want to do a podcast about anxiety resources. I talked about this, I think, in the last episode that I posted, that I have been experiencing more anxiety than normal, feeling a little funky, definitely getting the panics. Um, Okay, another freaking, is this a helicopter or a plane? That sounds like a helicopter to me. Um, Again, having some anxiety I experiencing like panicky sensations and symptoms. Not a fan, not so great. I am currently looking for a new therapist uh, because I haven't been in therapy for two, three years. And that's the thing with therapy is like, you don't have to go every single week, every single month, all the time for the rest of your life. Like there are times I think where like, 
you need it. And then there are other times where you don't and you kind of like go through cycles and phases. The last time I was in therapy, I lived somewhere different. And when I moved, obviously I stopped seeing that therapist because it was like way too far. And I, my anxiety and just everything like in my life at that time was going really well. And I just felt like, okay, this is a good time since I'm moving to depart from, you know, to stop going to therapy. Well, now the world is in a different place and I'm in a different place. And I'm definitely feeling myself growing a lot and I'm having some growing pains. And I think I've done a lot of growing, but I haven't done a lot of healing. And for me, therapy is so, so cathartic. And I really love it because it's an opportunity to talk to someone who one is like educated in mental health and just like the inner workings of the brain, but who also is like outside of your friends and your family, right? Like I think my friends and family view me, obviously they know me and they view me in a different way than like someone who doesn't know me, obviously. Um, how do I explain this? Like where you like lay down on a couch and they're like, so tell me about your day. How did that make you feel? <laughs> it's none of that. I feel like a lot of my therapists are really good about like calling out maybe behavior that I wouldn't have noticed before or thought patterns that maybe like I'm now that I'm saying them out loud, like one, I can hear myself say it. And two, like someone else is hearing me saying it and then they're repeating it back to me. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, no, that's messed up. So (laughs) that is why I personally enjoy therapists and or therapy in general. And it's different too now because in my state, which I'm not really sure why therapists are considered non-essential, but like a lot of therapists are doing voice and video sessions. And that's going to be a new experience for me. But I really feel like I'm just at that point where that is, that's what I need. So I'm on the hunt. I'm looking for a good therapist. I usually like to make about One, I use the resource called Psychology Today. You can type in your zip code this is not an ad for them, by the way, but you can type in your zip code. You can select like the type of therapy you're looking for. Um, if there's this particular issue like anxiety, depression, ADHD, um, marriage, family, like children's therapy, sexuality, like all, like there's so many different, um, selections you can choose and like filter it out and I usually go on there I spend like maybe two or three days kind of looking at profiles and all of that obviously like if you have insurance you want to make sure they cover your insurance um and you figure out your copay you can call your insurance provider honestly going to therapy is is very difficult it's a lot of work to find a good therapist to get your insurance checked out like all of that, it takes a lot of time and energy. And I totally understand how like if someone has severe depression, that just the idea of having to pick up the phone and like call your insurance and (laughs) call a therapist and like talk to multiple people about your issue, that is such a tough, tough thing. So if you're in that spot, like I commend you. Um, I'm sending you some love and some light because 
I don't even feel like doing that sometimes. Um, You know, I really thought that we had maybe dropped this whole narrative of like, oh, you go to therapy. So what's wrong with you? You must be crazy. Um, But sometimes when I say that I go to therapy or that I like to go to therapy or that I would want to go to therapy, that people automatically stigmatize it. They're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Like, is anything wrong with you? Or like, what's going on? And um, everyone needs to chill the fuck out. (laughs) Just because someone wants to go to therapy does not mean that there is anything significantly wrong with them. I think if you are a healthy individual, mentally and physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever, and you can say, hey, you know what? I'm having some thought patterns. I'm having some behavioral patterns that I don't think are constructive. I don't think are helpful. And I know that like my friends and family support me so much, but I don't need them to be my therapist and I can make the decision to go to therapy. Like you're a fucking rock star. You're a rock star. Keep doing that because you're making the world a better place. If you're trying to sort through your shit, do not let anyone, anyone tell you that you're doing the wrong thing or make you or shame you or make you feel like you're less than or something's significantly wrong with you because they're they're not. People who shame other people for going to therapy probably need therapy themselves. What is that quote? Oh my gosh, I just saw it the other day. It was like a lot of people spend time in going to therapy because the people in their lives don't go to therapy. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Like, we have to fix the shit that other people throw onto us. And, like, we're the ones, the people who go to therapy are the ones who are actually trying to break the pattern versus the people who are, like, not breaking the pattern. So, yeah, that's my little rant. (laughs) My little rant on therapy. I will keep you updated. If you guys want to know more about therapy, I really suggest you, like, dive into it. Do your own research. Obviously, I'm not a medical health professional or, like, any professional in any medical capacity. (laughs) But if you need someone to push you off the cliff to get you to therapy, I will gladly push you off the cliff. And scene and finito. Um, Okay, moving on to the next thing. I had a little run in with a couple of, I'd like to call them pessimistic pollies. Pessimistic Polly and her friends on the internet uh, this past week. As you guys know, I'm off of social media for the time being, but I still like to make money and I like to take on one-on-one clients. And sometimes with one-on-one clients, I end up managing small parts of their social media or like I need to just like check in and do a couple of things for them. and. Recently, I had to go onto Facebook. And as I said in the beginning of this podcast, I'm not a big Facebook person. It's just not my vibe. I don't really like being on there. <laughs> um, it's very spammy to me. I call it the Craigslist of social media. <laughs> I, um, yeah. And so my client was like, I sent you a message on Facebook. And I was like, can you just email me? (laughs) Can you just text it to me? So I had to go onto Facebook and I knew the second I typed in Facebook in the search bar, 
I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) What am I going to see? And I made a run for it. I made, as soon as I hit enter and the Facebook, you know, screen pops up, I was like, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read. And I immediately went to my messages so I could, like, read her message. And then... I had a, mo- a lapse of judgment. I'm not proud of it. I hit the back button. And I saw <laughs> my first Facebook post in like four weeks. And I stared at it. I looked at it. It had a lot of comments. It had a lot of hearts and LOL LOLing LOL faces. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. It said so and so was like a famous like business coach. You guys will know if I say too much. And I don't want to like put this person, drag them through the mud because this is the exact opposite thing that I want to perpetuate some this girl that I don't even know how I'm friends with her because I don't know her I've never even had a conversation with her she posted so and so has made 125 million dollars and she's abandoned her Facebook group and I had to look at the number because I thought I was looking at it wrong because I am a bit dyslexic. I don't think my parents ever tested me for it, but I like feel very strongly that like numbers sometimes like literally turn upside down. Like it's kind of scary. So I was already like confused with $125 million because I was like, if this girl made $125 million, she would not be doing what she's doing. Anyway, And I was just like, why? Like, first of all, why was I there? Like, why was I on this chick's profile? Why did I stop to read that post? And I'm really grateful I didn't click to read the comments because I'm pretty sure I would have just ended up being really angry and frustrated. And I'm really glad that I didn't dive into it deeper because I realized at that moment like when I first started in the online space which hasn't been that long it's only been it's been less than four years I did not know what was possible for me I did not know like monetarily what was possible I didn't know what I could build, how I could impact, how I could be of service, how I could be inspiring. Um, and those are still like things like, I, I feel weird. Like when people say like, you're so inspiring. I'm like, that's not my intention. <laughs> um, my intention isn't to, to to be inspiring and to inspire other people. I just want to help other people and maybe inspiring people is part of that, but that's never been my like place of of that I felt that I'm of most service. But when I 
started, I remember being on Facebook a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot, and seeing all of these people, you know, getting in these um, publications, getting to be on, you know, podcasts, like any podcast, (laughs) Um, getting awards and, you know, these Amazon bestseller lists and getting, you know, making a certain amount of money and selling out their programs. And I was like, oh my gosh, like all of this can happen. Like this is crazy. And it wasn't until I had a certain experience with a person that I did a podcast with, one of my first podcast interviews. She didn't end up posting our episode. And I remember how hurt I was because she was such a bigger creator. And I already felt weird about the interview because I felt like it was very transactional. She really rushed me through. She asked me like very generic questions like, what's your favorite quote? tell me about, you know, like just very not good questions, but it was still such a big deal to me at that point where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on another bigger podcast. I didn't have my own podcast yet. And she didn't post the episode and I never wanted to ask her about it. And then one day I get a message from her on on Facebook and she's like, "Hey babe, like haven't talked to you in a while." Um she's like, "I'm writing a book and I really want you to be a part of it. Like it's going to be published, like blah 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 blah, like you know, hyping it up." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, okay. Well, like maybe she lost the podcast episode, like I don't know." you know, but I really wanted to explore this idea of like potentially being in a book. So she's like, I want to get you on a call with my publisher, like making it this like big deal. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm only a year into blogging. I had no idea what was going on. Like, I'm like, this is it. Like, (laughs) I'm going to be an author, like part of this amazing book with all of these incredible women, like already feeling like, am I deserving? Like, you know, I'm still so young and new. And, and so we get on, on this call and it ends up just being her. She's like, oh, my publisher and my publicist, like they had other things to do today. And I'm like, okay, like whatever. And she basically begins to tell me that it's going to cost like, I don't know, $5,000, I think it was to be part of this book. And at the time, And still, to this day, $5,000 is a lot of money. $5,000, depending on how you look at money, like, it can be an investment. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how I'm going to come up with $5,000 to be a part of this. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I can ask my mom for this much. I could ask my dad for this much. I could like pull this from this savings account. And I'm like, I could sell this. And like, I could, you know, I was like, honestly, considering selling my car and getting like a cheaper car (laughs) and then taking the difference. And I was like, already like starting to do the math. Like, okay, I could get a thousand here, a thousand here, a thousand here. And 
I'm so glad <laughs> that I did not do this book. Um, obviously, that's easy to say, like, in hindsight. Because when I realized, like, I'm not going to get $5,000 to do this book, I was, like, devastated. I was like, this was my shot. This was my chance. I could have been a bestseller at 24. <laughs> like, I had all of these, like, you know, ego metrics come up. I People call them vanity metrics. I kind of like to call them ego metrics because they don't do anything other than stroke your ego. <laughs> and I realized that, you know, when the book came out, I started doing a lot of digging. A lot of her testimonials and results and comments and uh, articles and things that she, publications and awards she won were smoke and mirrors. One, the amount of money she made more than likely wasn't the real amount of money she was making. And when I found this out about her, of course, like I was completely let down and because I really looked up to her. And then I realized she's probably not the only one who does this. And she probably learned it from someone who told her that this was okay. And that person probably learned it from another person and like so on and so on. And so I began to feel like, oh my gosh, everyone in this space is a fraud and they're liars and like it's, you know, all vanity ego metrics and like smoke, again, smoke and mirrors, all these like fake accolades. And I would like spend an embarrassing amount of time like researching other people's shit and like being like, they're wrong. They're wrong. And I would be like this person who like wanted to come to the truth and wanted to call people out and like seek justice and, and all of this stuff. And I never like publicly really called anyone out, at least not to my recollection. <laughs> Maybe I did. And I just don't remember. I blocked it out. Um, I really don't think I did. Like I never like said anyone's name or anything. Maybe I like passive aggressively posted something here or there. But recently I've come to this, I guess, epiphany, if you will, of like, why did I do that? Like what? <laughs> and so kind of seeing that girl's post the other day, pessimistic Polly and all of her little friends, I felt free. Because I realized, like, I stopped caring about how other people run their businesses and essentially their lives. I really don't care <laughs> how someone wants to run their business. If you want to be unethical and fake the reviews and go after these, like, accolades, which, like, I'm not saying if you want, you know, to be on Forbes and, like, you want, you know, a magazine cover. Like, those are things you aspire to have. I, in some way, I do, too. Like, I would love to be on Forbes one day. I'd love to be on a magazine cover. I would feel fantastic, and it would be fl a fleeting emotion of pride. And I think wanting those things is okay, but I think if you're gonna go about getting those things, 
do it in a way that is actually of service to others. Earn it in the right way. Earn it in a way that like makes you feel proud of the things that the things that you're doing and the people that are around you and that you're supporting and uplifting, like the people who helped you get there. That's not what I was seeing from this woman. And I obviously seeing from other course creators and online people that I spent, again, an embarrassing amount of time digging into their bullshit for reasons that are unbeknownst to me. No, I kind of understand why I did that. But I really dropped this narrative of wanting to tell other people that they're running their business wrong or that they're doing something wrong or that the people that they've hired are doing something wrong. I don't really care. (laughs) Unless you are my client Unless you come to me and you're like, I need your help or you're seeking out advice, I don't care. (laughs) What's important to me is that the people who follow me, who listen to my podcast, who buy my products, who spend their time and dollars with me, that they know where I stand, that they know where what I care about and that I care about their families, their well-being, their businesses. So this whole calling other people out for how they run things, it's actually taking the energy away from how I can be doing better in my own life and my own business. It's siphoning the energy that I could be using to create something that would actually be of service to people. So I'm not sure at what point... The other people in the online space got it twisted that leadership looks like calling people out. To me, that's not leadership. If you see someone doing something wrong, don't do what they're doing. Do it the way that you think is right, that you think is ethical, that you think is moral, that you think you can do better. To me, that's a leader. That's a person I would follow. So I've made the mistake of being that person that's like calling people out, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And now I just want to take the energy that I have and actually be of service and actually create things, like I said, that are helping people build up their businesses. So pessimistic Polly and her friends can just keep on harping away. I guess my hope for them would be that they find that this calling other people out and saying you shouldn't run your business this way you shouldn't do this this is wrong don't be fucking stupid blah 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 like being abrasive and polarizing like yes that might get you attention but is it actually going to lead to something that makes you feel fulfilled and like you've created something that actually helps people Because I'm telling you guys, (laughs) um, when you really start to see the impact that you're having on the people around you, you want to give more and you want to do more for other people because it does make you feel good. 
It's like a win-win situation. I think when you're calling other people out, it's a it's a lose-lose situation. One, you're calling that person out, and two, you're releasing so much energy that you could be using in other spaces and for other things. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I know this has been kind of an all-over-the-place episode, but I hope that you guys have enjoyed it so far. Like I said, I've kind of, I'm really liking just chatting and letting it rip, letting it all like out. Um, I do want to do an episode on some things that I've been doing to really help with my anxiety. I'm just putting together a list and like resources and stuff. I think I'll probably have a blog post about it too, because there's going to be a lot of links involved for like books and podcasts and research things. I don't know. It's definitely not going to be like, buy this essential oil and all of your problems will go away. Look, do I think oils help? Yes. But do I think they're a cure for anxiety? No. <laughs> um, same with like lotion. Like I used to have this boss. He would say, we're not selling lotions and potions, creams and dreams. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was a freaking hoot. Anyway, I'm going to stop, you know, going off here. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you can do me a favor, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're on. If you think there's anyone who might enjoy this episode, please hit the button to share, copy the link and send it to them. And I appreciate you guys so much. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.